Hello and welcome to the Week in Nintendo Land, the weekly podcast from Switch Player Magazine where we talk about the latest news, reviews, and all things Nintendo. And uh, this week, there's been a bit, little bit of a change to the lineup thanks to some last-minute changes in uh, UK government policy. So we've had a bit of a scramble. So it's me this week. I'm your host, Nathan. Uh, I'm here regularly, but I'm giving it a go. <laughs> so bear with me. I'm not going to be as professional as Alex, but I'm going to give it a go. And obviously... <clears throat> Sorry, obviously, I have uh, my lovely co-host, Anna Karasik. Hello, nice Hi. to be here again. It's a, sorry, it's bad not to see Alex, but we gotta do what we gotta do. The show must go on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really is feeling like that at the moment. Like, come on, we just need to get through this. <laughs> also joined by the lovely Jonathan. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me again. It's a yeah. pleasure, as always. I'm very happy to have you here again so we can talk yeah, about likewise. Hyrule Warriors because yeah. no the one is, ex- is as excited as I think you and me are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't hold myself. I can't I wait. So before we get into the news, we're just going to have a quick little uh, recap video of what's been going on this week. Well, it seems Nintendo truly saved the best till last when it came to Partner Directs for 2020, with the final one coming on Tuesday and bursting at the seams with amazing announcements. These included cloud versions of Hitman 3 and Control, a release date for Bravely Default 2, new looks at No More Heroes 3 and Immortals Phoenix Rising, alongside a playable demo of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And this week also saw the release of Pikmin 3 Deluxe. The spruced-up Wii U title has finally sprouted up on the Switch, but the title hasn't fared particularly well, selling 18.5% fewer physical units than the original's launch in 2013. And there we have it. So that is what the news looked like this week, the main event being the last Nintendo Partner Direct of the year. Um, Obviously, it's been a bit of a weird year for Nintendo Directs. We've had a couple of lows and a couple of highs. It's uh, It's been interesting. Um, but this one, I think, was kind of a strong way to end the year. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got quite a few big reveals and a few kind of uh, reveals that could mean a lot for the future of Nintendo in terms of Control mm-hmm. and Hitman. Um, but I'm going to go through it bit by bit. And first of all, so one of the main things that we got um, confirmed was Bravely Default 2, which is now a February release in 2021. It's a shame to see it slip, but understandable. Um, I think we were all kind of expecting that. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. we haven't heard anything about it in a long time, and obviously the way this year has been, if it's quiet, it's probably not good news <laughs> this year. So, um, yeah. but February's not too bad. Um, it's a fairly reasonable slip. I'd, how excited was everyone about this game? I've never played uh, anything in it. I don't I don't know much about it. I, and when I saw all the very early teases and stuff, I was in because. I love Octopath, I love JRPGs, I love the whole genre. It's really hard to screw up when you have a really good team behind it, to screw up um, such a winning formula. Uh, and now seeing the trailer uh, on the direct, oh my gosh. It's so I love the, the sprites are cute, but it still has that serious vibe. It's going to be really fun to play. It's going to be fun to stream. It's going to be fun to talk about with friends. I can't wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it because it's going to be probably like Octopath. It's going to be like one of those games you've just got to play one. Mm. Have you played mm. any of them before, John? Are you, are you excited for this one? No, I haven't played any of the pretty default games, but I 
I, I have always heard amazing things about it, uh, especially because I am a kind of a classic style RPG fan. Uh, on the kind of I love still I still love uh, turn-based systems, even though a lot of people say how it's outdated and how uh, certain genres or certain series are better now that that they are more action-driven. Like. Uh, I don't have uh, as many pleasure with the recent Final Fantasies, for example, because uh, it's not uh, exactly the same. They ha sure. have that kind of action battle system, which is fine, but it's not... Uh, not the same. Enough. Yeah, mm. it, it doesn't have the same strategy level that you have with games with turn-based systems. And like Octopath Traveler, as an example, I love mm. that game. Uh, mm -hmm. Even with mm -hmm. some of its drawbacks, it's uh, amazing and something uh, similar to that, such as Brave Default 2, seems like a very exciting thing to do. And uh, my only concern about it is uh, that February we already have uh, Super Mario uh, 3D World. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, well, I, I'm not the kind of person that can or that uh, have time enough to buy and play every big game of the month, and it gets even worse when we have like two games competing like that. So mm. I would like better if it was January or March, but I think we will have very different games and stuff for this month. Mm, yeah, I think yeah. just the scheduling being so off, maybe um, uh, in a perfect world, they usually plan around each other or um, plan in such a way strategically um, to one-up each other, maybe uh, the different companies, the different games, um, the different franchises. Uh, but in this case, uh, I think maybe it's a lack of harmony just because of the circumstances. Like, they probably would have wanted to feature Mario away from this game that's been hyped up so much for Bravely Default and give it the platform it deserves. But unfortunately, it's just going to come out when it comes out as soon as it can at this point, probably because, you know, putting it off more just for the sake of putting it off would be jipping people who have been waiting for it. But putting it out before it's ready would also be doing the same thing, sort of. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is probably Super Mario 3D World was probably not meant to be coming out in February, um, and everything's kind of tumbled in different ways, and different people have, um, have adapted differently. But I'm I'm still I'm quite excited for this one. I think it's got a very different audience to 3D World, so I think there's a place for them both in February. I've been a pretty big fan of Octopath Traveler. I played a little bit of the original Bravely Default, but not that one sequel, Bravely Second, and then there's this. Bravely Default 2. <laughs> um, classic Square Enix. Oh my god. Um, but on the basis of Octopath Traveler, and I like the classic um, RPGs, like I used to love Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6. And oh, yeah. you know, when you think of, um, you know, stuff like Dragon Quest has adapted to using a turn based RPG format, but, you know, giving it the kind of bells and whistles and some smart upgrades. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in Dragon Quest XI-S, you can set it to auto, you can tell all of your characters how to attack. And I think, I don't know if we've seen any of those sorts of things in Bravely Default, but most of them nowadays, you can speed up the animations, you can grind right. or whatever, so... It's a I, very attractive feature, especially for people that aren't a fan of 
the genre usually because the grindiness mm. is the thing that detracts from it. I like grinding because I, I, so that genre is perfect for me. But there are people that don't like grinding, and that's why they don't give games like Octopath a chance. Uh, they wouldn't give Bravely Default a chance, maybe. But they would give Dragon Quest a chance if they heard, oh, I can automate everything? Well, that mm. sounds like I can tolerate that. It has a great story, and I can automate everything, which is all true about Dragon Quest Eleven, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, if it's anything even close to what Octopath gives us, though, um, mm. I think fans of the genre even are, would be willing to wait uh, and, and be like, oh, trust me, it's on my list. Like, it, it'll be one of those, I guarantee. I, I can't guarantee it. But I have a feeling uh, that Bravely Default 2 is going to be one of those that everyone tells you, just like Octopath, oh, you got to play it, you got to play it. Yeah. I hope, <laughs> so I hope, it'll be on your list. I hope it reviews well. And, me too. Um, like, the, I really love the painterly art style. I love the kind of um, classic kind of themes of it as well like yeah i, I think i think yeah. it deserves a chance and you know they've, they've made three of these now like so this is obviously a series they want to invest in you know this is still square enix is at the end of the day isn't it? It, it but it's like a b team of people that have developed older, older ones today so yeah I'm, I'm i'm stoked i'm glad it looks good and i'm glad people are going to get to play it so um yeah uh yeah, and it was cool to see that they are hearing what the fans have to talk about it. Yeah. They said that we had a demo, uh, it has been months now, and they said that they heard the feedback and they changed things. And they even did a, a length video uh, showing what they changed and what they improved upon it. So it will I be a game that, that it, it will already be better than it would be before. So. Mm. It will probably be a game that is still improving as we talk into the launch day. So it's the best version as it can be. Right, exactly. That's exact. I loved that they did that. And that sort of ties into what I was saying. Like, put it out as soon as it's ready, but no sooner. Because mm. if they're taking the time to put in the change and the feedback that players are doing and they're showing us, they're being so transparent about it. By all means, take your time. We'll wait mm, for it. We'll absolutely. wait for a good game. We'll wait for art. Yeah. Art can, cannot be rushed. Exactly. And they did a very similar thing with the demo for Octopath Traveler, where they asked yeah. for criticism, and it, they, they uh, gave us a trailer, and were like, okay, cool, so we upped the walking speed, we changed how this works and stuff, and it was a really clever move. And it's, a, it's just a smart way of doing both the demo and just making a game better, you know. Just the, the more rise on something, the better, you know. We we all know that from making a magazine and everyone at the end of the month being like, "Prove it, prove it, everyone look, please." Um, yeah, right. Moving on. So after that, we had the kind of uh, reveal of No More Heroes three footage, which we'd seen a lot of before, but still it was a refresh in our memories, and that was also followed by No More Heroes one and two shadow dropping on the eShop, 60 frames per second, up into HD, the uncut American version with all of the blood. Oh my god, I'm so excited. How, how do you guys feel about No More Heroes? I'm not really a fan of the series. I'll just be upfront about it. I don't oh, know anything fair, about it. Um, but just knowing from a fan perspective, like, perspective, thinking from a fan's perspective about these uh, games coming out, on the eShop, I was like, that's not a small deal. That's kind of a big deal for people that, that are fans. But um, yeah, other than that, I can't really say uh, much about it other than good for you guys. Mm. Yeah, that's you... amazing. I, I, 
as you can note by now, I have been out of the Nintendo realm before uh, the Switch in a while, so I also didn't play any of the No More Heroes games. Oh. But I'm curious because it looks so different and so weird and mm -hmm. amazing also and all over the top. But I, I think that shadow dropping is both good and bad in certain aspects because these games, I feel like they, they would be better if they had a more time for people to prepare or to hype or to anticipate for them. Like uh, we have December, for instance, and December, we don't know if Nintendo will release any big title. For now, we only know about uh, Fire Emblem, which is a NES <laughs> port, and you, you won't consider it that much, uh, especially because it's so niche. So I would rather if No More Heroes 1 and 2 would come as a pack with both, like your, the a collectible, a collectible. Uh, then oh, next month you'll be able to play these two games again on the Nintendo Switch. Because uh, as they were showed in Shadow Drop, it feels like it's amazing. They are there, you can finally play on Switch, but you have tons of other news and tons of other games and Pikmin 3 releasing at the same week. Yeah. So they kind of cannibalize themselves with sales and uh, and uh, yeah. springtime at least. You yeah. might argue maybe not all the same audience, but definitely an overlap there. So it's yeah. going to be yeah. some of the same people. I think at the very least, maybe not dropping them both at once. Because I saw a lot of people being like, well, which one should I pick up? Whereas if they were like, No More Heroes 1 right now and No More Heroes 2 in December, I think loads yeah. of people would have picked up the first one and then bought the second one down the line. Whereas yeah. now, you know, so many people were like, well, maybe you should get two or one's got di different games and stuff. Like, um, and very quick aside, if people are really stuck between the two, I think two is the slightly better game, but they're both very good. Because the first one had a load of open world elements. It took the mick out of GTA loads. Whereas the second one cuts a lot of that, but adds a lot to the action. So it, they're slightly different games. They're so both... are you getting both? Me? No. Yeah. I, have got, I have wiped myself out for the end of the year. I bought Pikmin because <laughs> I was really excited about that. If I've got enough money um, and or if there's another sale towards the end of the year, I'll probably pick one up. I'm really upset because I'm really excited about this, but I can't justify it. Also, it's my partner's 30th birthday this weekend. Oh. So, so you've got to save some money for the gift. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she doesn't yeah. listen to this, so I could say I'm buying whatever, it's fine, <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to be a little bit sensible, and I, um, yeah, I put some money aside for Pikmin, and I've also got Hyrule Warriors on pre-order, which, speaking of, we got a shadow drop of a demo, which was leaked beforehand, but still great news. Yeah. I think Nintendo themselves put it live on every eShop, one by one. Yeah. It was in Korea, <laughs> then we got it on our eShop, we were like, well, obviously there's a direct happening today, isn't there? <laughs> Yeah, um, if you were on Twitter, you knew that was happening. Yeah, um, but yeah. I was super happy to see there was a demo because I think for a lot of people, there, especially a lot of new Nintendo fans or Nintendo fans that are, that are coming back, because lots of people picked up a Switch, like yourself, Jonathan, that haven't played a Nintendo game in years, and maybe Hyrule Warriors wasn't the game for them, but these people have bought Breath of the Wild, they're back into the Nintendo ecosystem, mm -hmm. they're invested in Zelda again, 
So now there's a Warriors game that is genuinely, intrinsically linked to these things. I think it's super smart for them to put a, uh, a demo out and see, like, okay, mm -hmm. th this is what it is. You can have a go, but you don't have to spend 60 quid to try it and trade it in. Um, and I don't know, who's, who's played the demo? I haven't had time yet because I had to, uh, a couple projects, uh, including an Indie Fresh related one that I had to pop out this weekend. But I'm really excited too. But I heard some feedback about it. Mostly good. Uh, I heard. Uh, have you? Have either of you played it? Before I say what I heard. Uh, I, I played too much of it. <laughs> to be sure. What? I played that much because I kind of did everything that you could do on that demo. And oh, why not? Yeah. But uh, and well the. The feedback uh, yeah. and the let's go to the bad part of it right. is that the as a Warriors game and probably as a game that is pushing the Nintendo Switch to its limit, it has performance issues. Right, uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, and and, and it's very uh, in, in, it's very very it's, it's vari variable. Uh, during the map, different maps or the different scenarios that you mm -hmm. are in. And the biggest problem, uh, at least uh, to my experience, was that on the first map, which takes place on the Hyrule field, it happens on a map that is way bigger and more open, with, with cert certain open areas than any map that you would find on other Warriors games. Mm. Like Hyrule Warriors, the original don't have much map like that, and this one is you have a, a wide area with lots of enemies and trees and the grass and all all those elements that you recognize from the Breath of the Wild uh, art style. Uh, they are there, and maybe uh, that's why I don't I don't know if they will improve it. Uh, until the release, but on these uh, more opened areas, the frame rate really takes a hit when there are lots of enemies around and you are using the most flash powers of your arsenal, like the special powers and combos, and when you are mixing everything together, uh, you can really know how the game takes a hit. Yeah, I imagine because there's a lot of enemies too, like at once, huge hordes, and that that'll do it. But 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 we talked about this last episode, I think. Do we think that this is sort of because it's supposed to be on a different console, hmm. a newer console, a newer version of this console, perhaps? I mean, that is what they did with the 3DS version. So the 3DS version technically ran. But on the new 3DS, it was an actual game. Um, I remember because I had both 3DSs at the time and I, cause I got a new one. And I tried it out and was like, oh my god, I can't recommend anybody with a normal 3DS play this. Um, mm -hmm. So, which, it, you know, and obviously these are, these are taxing games. You're right, they've got so many particle effects, so many bits of grass and foliage, and then a hundred enemies on screen. That is mad. I don't think it's reasonable for it to even ever run at 60 frames. But a nice solid a, a solid 30 would be really good here. Yeah. We have seen kind of dips into the low 20s and stuff and a real juddery snagger into it, which is, I, 
I think some people are being a little bit harsh because they don't know that's how these games run. But I exactly. do I do also think that this will run a lot better on a potential Switch Pro come March. Um, which, you know, we're still yet to hear any official word on, but every every week there's another rumor on a screen or a pattern, and Nintendo loves iterating. I'm sure there's a Switch Pro next year. I'm sure there is. Yeah. And this game's going to look absolutely lovely on it uh, when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I may even... I would sleep on this game until that console if it weren't for all the spoilers that are going to pop up on the internet. That's the only uh, thing, and that's one thing I wanted to discuss, especially with you, John, is I don't want to talk spoilers unless people want to watch videos, but it is super interesting how at the start of this demo, you think you know exactly how this game's going to go because you know how Breath of the Wild ends, and by the end of the demo, no, you do not know how this game's going to go. Um, it's... It, it's a really interesting twist. If people do want to go into it blind, maybe don't play the demo because the demo uh, changes something right yeah. in the beginning. Um, but given how big a change that is, I can only imagine the actual game changes loads more. Um, but it's super interesting. I, I, I won't specifically go into it, but I think it's really clever the way they've twisted this story. And suddenly there are stakes. Suddenly there are opportunities for new things. I mean... Um, John, you did an entire video for Switch Player mm-hmm. Magazine about the demo and uh, the, the kind of different elements you, uh, you could uh, get from it. So how do you feel about the story, especially now, without ruining too much? <laughs> yeah, I think it's exactly what you said, because we were kind of a Rogue One, uh, Star Wars Rogue One uh, take <laughs> on the Age of Calamity, because we were, were going there knowing what w- the end would be. And, yeah, it doesn't uh, we end well. Would, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we would probably see like the feelings of the uh, events and what happened before and in, in between certain uh, more important uh, segments. But the demo already uh, kicks off changing things. And if you uh, face close attention to certain elements that the demo show and not the the, one, the, the, uh, the demo tells but the one they show some imagery you will have a glimpse of something that will really change everything and uh, the most interesting thing about that to me at least is that uh, with these possible changes and these opportunities uh, they will probably open up uh, even more possibilities or uh, characters and events and things that can happen on the Breath of the Wild sequel itself. Because they are changing things with the the prequel. They are adding elements and adding things that we haven't never heard about. Uh, uh, Just to mention an example that uh, it's not on the demo, it's on the the trailers. There's that, that wizard that we see uh, mm. working together with the Yiga clan. The Yigas, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's a character we have never seen in Breath of the Wild. There's a possibility that it was mentioned, but it's a theory at the, po- at the moment. It can change, it can be an entire different that changes everything mm-hmm. and the thing uh, on the the video 
that you can watch on the our YouTube channel, Shameless uh, Plug. You <laughs> can see uh, certain elements that I talked about before the demo, and some elements that have already been confirmed or changed. You can see for yourself. But uh, among those things that I talked about, there was a possibility that we would have uh, different characters, but on separate scenarios, because the original Hyrule Warriors, it had uh, that fanfiction thing, it was not canon, and etc. But it would have uh, also different maps, the adventures, that would insert yourself on different games. And my guess would be that with uh, Age of Calamity, we would have some of these adventure types of uh, mm. missions. And these adventure times would be a, a separated instance where you could play, like, maybe events from the modern uh, Hyrule or events mm. from even the past, from uh, maybe the... Uh, 10,000 years ago where you play with the Sheikah monks in the past mm. using all their technology. And well, there's a lot of room for type content that are not related to the main events. But with the, these changes, all these possibilities can be canon and can be part of the adventure and can work together for a different outcome or a mm. different uh, possibilities and mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I'm even more excited to see and to play the entire thing. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I think um, what will be very interesting is we're obviously going to have a bit of time to play this game and, and enjoy it over Christmas and uh, hopefully uh, de development issues aside, we still get Breath of the Wild 2 maybe next year um, and the idea that changes in this game will affect that, or at least influence that, uh, is super exciting to me that Nintendo have worked with another company and have not only given them the reins to make a Zelda game that genuinely takes part in the story, but also maybe affects the rest of it going forward. And we've seen that, you know, obviously they show with Hyrule Warriors how much they love the Zelda series. And now in this one, we've seen recreations of things that were only hinted at in Breath of the Wild. Like we've seen Lon Lon Ranch, we've seen other bits and bobs that are very clearly... Um, like, you know, uh, parts of different games in the series all melded together. So I think there is so much room for, you know, whether they do these different types of adventures as like, oh, this is an alternate timeline or this is just kind of an aside. I think it's going to be super interesting to see what stuff they flesh out as canon parts of a new story or, um, you know, kind of just have fun in Hyrule. We made this great big Hyrule <laughs> with loads of physics and stuff. Just have fun in it. So, um... That is out, what, November 20th now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I believe so. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised Cyberpunk moved. I think someone from uh, CD Projekt Red played the demo yeah, they, and were like, move Cyberpunk. It. I'm not dealing with this. This is too good. We're um, not taking that fight. No, yeah, yeah. no way. Uh, so one last thing from the partner direct that I very nearly missed is an talking about new hardware this is a certain thing to mention because i'm sure it, it's going to involve it at some point so we got revealed and shadow dropped a cloud version of control and we got revealed hitman as well a cloud version coming at a later date right. so both of these games run through remote servers you do not download the game or have a cart 
and it is like a minimal install, and you are just given the keys to the, a copy of the game running mm. on hardware miles away by a different company, and you input it on your controller, it sends an input, ping back, and with minimal input lag in some places, similar to Stadia, similar to xCloud, you are playing a game remotely. Um, so we've seen this on other consoles, we've seen this on the Switch um, with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Resident Evil 7, but that was specifically mm. in Japan, that was in 2017, I think, but it was only in Japan yeah. because it needs a certain, a, a certain level of internet and infrastructure, but I think obviously now with the uh, kind of push of xCloud, this, I think this is a time to try it in Western countries and see what happens. So, um, and these are two graphically, like, incredible games, super interesting. Um, has anyone played, because you can play five minutes of Control before you buy it, has anybody downloaded this and played this quick demo? Well, I must say spoilers, uh, it doesn't work in Brazil. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. I, I have downloaded it, and uh, th that's the, uh, for starters, it's the problematic and the, how it's, it's not worthwhile. Uh, uh, because uh, I tried it uh, at home, and well, I don't have a good internet at home at all, but I also tried it at my home, oh, sorry, at my workplace. And they have a, it's a, IKEA, uh, it's a, a technology company. They have the best internet they can have here on my city. And even then, uh, I can't access it. Uh, I enter the, the menu and they let me show, they select the option. There's a performance option, there's a graphic option, but uh, when they try to start the game, it simply tell me that my internet infrastructure uh, is not enough, not right. enough to boot the game. So, uh, I personally, I don't take the concept of cloud games for certain games or is a option for yeah. certain titles, if it was a cheap option for you to try right. demo. Mm -hmm. Or for you to try to play games, I don't know. Uh, but that's the problem. Uh, here in Brazil, uh, I can't play the Nintendo Switch Cloud games. I can't even play the play PlayStation Now games, nor the Xbox Cloud games. Uh, and not even Stadia. Not of these services are available here. And even mm -hmm. if I try, some of these services, uh, they even let me. Uh, get into the game and get into the server, but the I think the distance between uh, here and the servers and the ping and all the internet uh, structure problems it makes them all unplayable. So and it's a yeah. no thing here where I live. What you're saying really highlights, I think, my main problem with the cloud gaming, which is that when you buy it, you don't really sort of own the game, in my eyes, yeah. right? Like, you can't play it on your terms when you want to play it. You, you, you can only play it at the mercy of, you know, infrastructure, the yeah. Internet. I, I don't like games that are online only in general. Like, mm. I, I remember I was reviewing um, a long time ago Switch Warhammer 40K Space Wolf, and I was trying to play it on the subway, and it was like, oh, you can't play the single-player campaign. 
because you're not online. Uh, I was like, uh, I can't why? play the single player campaign of yeah. a game that I have the key for. Mind you, it was a review key. I hadn't paid for the game, but still, like, if I had paid it's for this game, thing. I would have felt really just like, because I mainly at the time played the game on the subway. So it's, to me, the idea, even if I have, even living in New York, where I'm, unlike you, uh, John, I have amazing internet uh, and all the, everything, Amazon can come to me within a day in non-COVID times. I live in Manhattan. But um, even then, I would be not into cloud gaming personally because it's just, I, I feel like I don't really own the game. Unless it was at a, a much cheaper version of the game. Yeah. Like, but I don't yeah. see them doing that. I think um, that they even sorry. No, sorry. Uh they even told us that uh uh about control specifically, they said that uh they will uh tell us in advance, at least uh six months in advance, when they are closing the servers for the game. But it's a weird thing when from the get-go they are already telling us that, oh, you know, this game that you will pay $40 to play on your Nintendo Switch uh, only when and if you have a good internet. Well, mm -hmm. uh, in a time, I won't tell you just yet, but it will happen and it won't be available anymore. You won't be able to play even if you buy it now and you right. have access. Right. We were talking about this with the Xbox uh, One S, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. We were talking about this, and, and we were talking about how uh, I was saying specifically how you're buying this hardware console that's going to literally become useless someday. Mm -hmm. Because someday, even if it's many decades, I don't know how many decades, they're going to stop supporting it. And then it's going to become yeah. useless, and you're not going to be able to do anything on it except maybe check the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, and also, like, it, it is more expensive than it is in shops for a lot of people right now. You're right, yeah. on, this, on the Nintendo eShop, it's about 40 quid, it's about 40, uh, 40 dollars and stuff as well. Whereas Control for PS4 right now is, like, 20 quid. It, 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 it's, it, it makes more sense as part of a subscription service when you look at things like xCloud as a part of Game Pass, when you're paying £10 a month for a lesser service, but way more games. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I think as well, people kind of know what they're expecting with that because you're buying into a subscription service, not right. paying for one game that is this. And that's, right. what, that's what worries me, is this kind of expectation. It's such a Nintendo thing, isn't it? Of course we're not getting Game Pass or any, anything like xCloud. They're going to sell them to us one by one at more expensive than normal. And now instead of getting them ported like we did with The Witcher 3 or like we have with Doom Eternal or Wolfenstein, you know, we, we're getting these these full these full RRP versions that we don't own and are one day going to yeah. disappear and we can't, probably can't transfer the data to anything because you know how could you? Yeah, it's not it's not a great look and I don't feel comfortable that we've already got Hitman confirmed. We've had Resident Evil 3 hinted at as well in the online data from one of these I think or yeah. the infrastructure something like that. Um, and obviously we already know Resident Evil 7 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey exist so that would merely be a case of playing the localization of it and um, so we are definitely going to see more of these things because even if a few people buy it and i'm sure the numbers are going to be nowhere near what they are on other consoles but the overhead are so much lower what it's it's a streaming service they don't it doesn't matter to them this is not the same as you know uh cd project red 
working tirelessly for a year and a half to push and push the Switch to its very limits to get all of the DLC onto one single cart and then working with Nintendo themselves to, like, uh, you know, produce so many carts and stuff like that. That was a monumental task. And I don't know how well that did for them money-wise in terms of the effort that went in. So I think other companies probably looked at that and went, nah, nah, I was a stream it. And, and until mm. Nintendo hardware catches up, I... I don't, I don't know what to tell them other than, you know, look at stuff like the Outer Worlds and look at games that don't run well. Like, do you want a version that's an embarrassment or do you want to stream it? And it's also not great, but your game doesn't look bad. I, for, for the, for, I imagine for publishers and developers, they don't want their game to look bad. So yeah. I, 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 for them, this is probably a very easy way and quick way. But for us, you know, maybe not the regular consumer, because if someone just owns a Switch, nothing else, and they've always wanted to play Control, this might be great news. Um, but for people like us, the collectors, the diehards, and the people who's, you know, uh, are, you know we, we follow Nintendo for everything, I'm worried that this is a model that we're going to see continue, and I just, I'm never a fan of not owning something you pay so much money for and can be taken Same. away at the drop of a hat. You know, uh, how, if I wanted to play PT right now, how am I doing that? If I wanted to play Scott Pilgrim vs. The World before December, right. How am I, you know, how am I going to do it? Like, I mean, no. I love my Steam games, but that always scares me. Um, the idea of Steam one day going away, because it's like, a, how much money have we all spent on Steam, right? Yeah. But, um, but um, you I mean, like... You downloaded, and you own it? I have it downloaded, and I do own it. I just, hopefully, I can play them. For, unlike, say, like, I have Zoo Tycoon. I have had Zoo Tycoon Complete Collection since I was, I don't know how old, to where I say Zoo Tycoon, and my mom goes, oh, I know that game. You know, <laughs> like, my mom doesn't sound like that. She's not an old lady. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, um, it's when you own, again, that's why I like physical games so mm-hmm. much. Uh, I like to see it on my shelf, but I also like to, like, own the game. Yeah. yeah like, no one can take that away from me. Yeah, I can see my shelf right now, and I can see I've got my original Game Boy, I've got my Game Boy Color, I've got my Game Boy Micro, and mainly because I look after them. But I can turn any of those on right now, and they will work, and I can play the games I had from my childhood. Like, I have the copy of Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins I've had for 20 years. I, you that know, was I, my very first video game. <laughs> yeah, I, it was my, that, and, that and Yoshi's Cookie for the Game Boy, my two very first video games I ever owned. Yeah. And, I've got, you know, I've got my copy of Pokemon I've had for 20 years. I've got my copy of Pokemon Emerald I've had, like... And these are these are precious memories, and these are things to be preserved. And I, the, the, this push from from publishers and developers into cloud is an issue that we could go into much deeper. And if we ever do, I'm sure we'll get John Doyle on the podcast to chat about it as well, because he knows more about it than any of us, and he's very passionate. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I struggle to say this is an absolute bad thing, because for some people it's better than nothing. But for me, I think it's worse than nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. I'd, I'd rather people made games for Switch. Me too. But Obviously. there we go. And, uh, uh, cloud in general is such a step away from ownership uh, of media in general. Because uh, when we talk about digital games, and well, there's that thing we know that uh, one day when the Switch is 20 years old, the Switch eShop will probably close, mm-hmm. but uh, even 
then we may be able to uh, download the games beforehand and make a, a backup on, or a copy on a HD and we can store it. And when we move that data to the Nintendo Switch, we will probably be able to play. But with cloud games, uh, there's not that uh, possibility. When it's done, done. You yeah. can do anything. And as you said, uh, for me, cloud isn't even an option. Even if I want to try it, and even if I uh, like the idea of paying 40 quid for it, I can't. Mm. And I, uh, people talk a lot about the Switch tech about how games are released uh, for an expensive price on the Nintendo Switch. And like, uh, just to mention an example, when Doom Eternal will be released on the Nintendo Switch, it will be uh, probably, or it will be uh, $60. Mm -hmm. And while on the other platforms, it is already cheaper. And it will also be a uh, less demanding and less pretty and a version with a worse performance than uh, those other platforms, uh, PC and PlayStation 4, Xbox. But I, I would rather pay 60 for Doom Eternal to run on my Nintendo Switch uh, natively and run uh, worse than uh, on other platforms than for cloud being a uh, no option or at least an option that we won't mm. work uh, in no, in some time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think um, yeah, I think you've got it absolutely right there. And Doom Eternal, especially, is one that when it comes out eventually, just to circle back around, that is going to be a real good Switch Pro game. I tell you that. <laughs> Probably. I, I if I if I put on my tinfoil hat, the reason <laughs> Doom Eternal has gone completely, step. I think the reason Doom Eternal has gone completely silent might be because it's going to pop up in the January Switch Pro reveal trailer. Like, you know, remember yeah. in 20, 2017 when we had the big Switch event and or they showed yeah. off all the games? I think yeah. January, if we are getting a Switch Pro next year, and it is in March, again, as, as the release dates of Balan Wonderland and um, Monster Hunter Rise are suggesting, suggesting then maybe, maybe January we get a big blowout and Doom Eternal, and it looks great. I really hope it. We but, really need something like that, just for our souls. I know, I know. It's been a <laughs> tough year, and it's it's nice. It's just nice to have good Nintendo things. Yeah. Which, speaking yeah. of, speaking of nice things, speaking of lovely things, we did just get the release of Pikmin 3, which is Yay! very lovely and wonderful until Yay! your Pikmin die, and then it's bad. <laughs> it kind of makes it a good Halloween game, because it is a little bit spooky, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have all these giant creatures. Creepy. It's like camp spooky, you know? Like... That's that's the one. So. <laughs> so I I myself picked it up and I I yeah. played the demo and I also had it on Wii U because I'm an idiot and I just love it. I really love it. I think it's, yeah, why not? I think Same. it's the be- I think it's the best in the series. It's one of the Wii U games and I'm very happy to uh, see it on Switch. And our lovely boss Paul himself reviewed it for Switch Player and he gave it a 4.5, I believe, didn't he? Yeah. Um, which yeah. is. High praise. Knowing yeah. Paul as well, that's very high praise. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's not afraid to be critical, so I was really happy to see how much he loved that game. So, uh, I, I played it a little bit. Anna, have you, even, have you even played the demo? Or you, 
I so I played the original on Wii U. I have not uh, gotten a chance to play the demo, um, but uh, I have. I at, right after this podcast, I'm going to be playing uh, the uh, game itself um, with a friend, uh, and we're going to do the co-op. Uh, and I uh, am really, 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 really. <laughs> to play it. I'm actually, I have a, I want to get it on physical eventually, but I'm lucky enough uh, that I got a review code to review it for Nintendo. Uh, so I'm going to be playing uh, playing it uh, and reviewing that uh, myself, but a little later on the, on that take on that. <laughs> That's lovely. And I think the addition of co-op, as much as it is, as it is poorly timed, is a great addition. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm trying now to convince my girlfriend, especially as England is about to go into another lockdown. Like, she has a Switch, but she plays Animal Crossing and a couple of other games. So I've been like, you should play Pikmin. You'd love Pikmin. It's a great game. I think you'd really like Pikmin. And That way you can play together. So far, <laughs> no dice. She's not biting, but I'm, I'm going to push it, because I reckon yeah. I can convince her eventually. I'm hand her your Switch. She'll watch you play. She'll be like, what you doing? Yeah, and I'll be like, you can play with me. And maybe I'll talk to you then. <laughs> I just mean I'd be in, so involved. I didn't mean I'd ignore her. That yeah, sounded rude. bad. Rude. It's it's fine. Bad. I talk to her all the time. She's great. Uh, so, Jonathan, are you much of a Pikmin fan? Are you picking this up? Uh, not. Uh, I'm not a fan yet because uh, um, I haven't played any Pikmin before either. But I downloaded and played the entire demo, and it was. Such a surprise for me because uh, it feels, at least to me, that Pikmin is one of the kind of hidden gems of Nintendo. It's not a, like a, a hugely appreciate, appreciated franchise where everybody is talking about that, but it has some hardcore fans that are always there to talk praise about it. Mm. And the thing that the demo or it impressed me the most was to think first because it is adorable, it's pretty, and it has such a, a different but equally cool approach on, I draw a comparison to Link's Awakening. Like Link's, Link's Awakening is a kind of diorama where everything is tiny and you could almost take the elements from the map and print kind of that same vibe where you are a tiny little creature inside a gigantic world where you can feel the the the, the size and the, and how things are different from your perspective. And the other detail that it uh, really catched me on was the fact that it is such a different and unique game because we don't have uh, that kind of, I think it would be a real-time strategy game uh, mm. uh, in certain way on consoles. It's kind of a genre that is uh, a niche genre on PC alone because we had games like Age of Mythology, Age of Empires, uh, Warcraft, the original games. Uh, and we don't have games like that on console, at least not with a uh, huge frequency. And Pikmin 3 
kind of the approach of that, and, uh, and it's an approach that uh, makes sense, and it's totally uh, adapted for you to play with the control, and, uh, and on the Nintendo Switch you can play with just the controls, or you can uh, detach your Joy-Cons to use the motion control too, which is a nice option for players to have. It, and it's charming, it's different, it's pretty incredible. And I'm pretty hyped to catch it and to buy it in the near future. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Age of Clamps. After that, then Pikmin 3 will be probably on the list. Yeah, I think you're right. One of the reasons, one of the reasons, like real-time strategy games don't often come to uh, consoles, is often they need a mouse and keyboard because they are yeah. quite, you know, that you got a lot to do, you got a lot to micromanage, and I think much as the GameCube ones were kind of cumbersome, but also they were a Nintendo take and they were a bit slower, you didn't have as many things to go. When they started introducing things like the Wii Pointer controls, which you could also use on the Wii U, and now we have the Split Joy-Con, and you know, I. It's such a clever way to get around that kind of mouse and keyboard. And we kind of saw that with the original point controls when people were talking about, well, this is the nearest thing to, like, playing mouse and keyboard you can get. And, it, and it's, it's nice to see it not just being used to shoot things, because I've been playing the split Joy-Con um, method, and it feels so good. This, to me, feels better than the Wii pointer controls, um, because obviously you've just got a bit more, uh, a few more buttons on the controllers and more things you can do. And it just feels so much more like of a, of a better adaptation of everything that Pikmin wants to be. And I, I'm super excited. I really hope this is the time it works. Because this is, what, the fifth Pikmin release in terms of like re-releases? Because 1 and 2 were GameCube. 1 and 2 were then brought out on Wii because they were like, come on, put them on the, best, like, the good-selling console. And they still didn't sell great, and then they brought out Pikmin 3, and now we've got Pikmin 3 Deluxe, and Nintendo, Int someone at Nintendo loves Pikmin. It's like, w whether it's Miyamoto or whoever, they clearly love this series, and it does get a lot of care. I think the, this is the most work we've seen into a Wii U Deluxe port yet, in my eyes. Other than yeah. maybe Mario Kart 8, which got more tracks. Did it get more tracks as well, or was it just more? Yeah, it did. It got a battle mode. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, the battle modes. It, it, the it, tracks it, were, the, were the, the DLCs one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I think this is possibly the most work we've put it, we've seen put in terms of accessibility, in terms of um, uh, not only all of the DLC being involved, but they've gone back and they've worked on things like even the overworld and the way that the environment works. They've changed things or shifted things so that it is more of a suggestion visually as to where to go they've clearly been like okay how do we make this game a little bit more streamlined but add more content we want you know we don't want to make it so obtuse but we also want people to get their money's worth so they've really thought about how to make pikmin a better game and more marketable because they obviously believe there's a future in it you know we've heard about pikmin 4 for five years now yeah <laughs> I think, yeah i think, I think yeah i i think it kind of ties into what john was saying about um uh, how it's something special, it's something you don't really see anywhere else. It's so different. I think that, like you said, Nate, someone knows. Uh, someone at Nintendo knows that Pikmin is special, mm. I think. And that's why it's getting all this care. They're like, there's nothing else quite like it out there. And I, I think that's truly why we're getting this care, this special care for it. 
Yeah, I, in, for me personally, it is like this little like terrarium. This, you know, this this curated small experience. And yeah. the more you look into it, the more rich it is, and the more you get out of it. And that is so. That sort of idea of a well looked after and curated garden is so much more enticing to me than an endlessly big world that hasn't had the care put in. And so I think. Pikmin is this really special thing, and there's a lot of love put into it. So, hey, listen to this. Try the demo, and if you like it, buy it. Like this, this is the time. Tell Nintendo to pull Pikmin 4 off the shelf. Get Miyamoto to finish it, uh, <laughs> and and I imagine as well a lot of the changes they've made they've made to this one will probably inform Pikmin 4 because we haven't heard anything about it. They've obviously maybe done the Nintendo thing of getting halfway through development, not being happy, and then leaving it for 10 years or something and coming back. How many, you know, they've done this with so many games and then adjusted the development cycle, so who, who knows? They're just mad. They're just mad the way they do things, aren't they? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully it won't be another, like, nine years between Pikmin games, but um, we'll see, we'll see. So that's pretty much it for news for this week. It's still been quite a busy week, to be perfectly honest, but there's a, you know, plenty of other things we could chat about, but I'm pretty just happy. Just like when you uh, think it calms down, things come back up. Well, I think this is probably going to be it for the year in terms of announcements now. Like, other than maybe a couple of indies, from Nintendo themselves, they like to let the holiday season speak for itself. So unless we get a December game announced, the same way we saw, like, Paper Mario announced, the same way we saw Age of Calamity, I think Nintendo, in terms of first party right now, they want to hold on to that themselves and aren't mm. putting that into directs. Because if you look at these directs, it's all, it's all third party. It's all partners. Yeah. So I think other than, other than maybe in a couple of weeks, with, you know, so they've got a two-month cycle, we get a reveal of something. Maybe this is it for the year, which, given the year we've had, mate, absolutely fine. I've had a great year. It's, it hasn't been everything yeah. we wanted, but it hasn't been in any field of our lives. So Nintendo, I'm going to let you off. You can, you can have a rest. We will see you next year. I thought it would be a much quieter year for games than it was, to be honest. Mm. Well, people have adapted, people have done what they can, and I, for one, uh, I think not enough people are appreciating the amount of hard work that every single developer has had to put in into either working from home or adapting or whatever. I think a lot of people are being very expectant, especially some of the people in the UK at the moment, because we're about to go into lockdown. Entitled. That are being like, why said I was going to go pick up my PS5 in game? How am I going to get my PS5 now if we're in lockdown? And I'm like, hey, shut up. <laughs> oh, my life, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, I promise yeah, you. But let's end on a happy note because, hey, there's still a lot of good in the world, and I'm very happy to not be hosting the quiz. <laughs> in a row, I've gotten away with it. This is amazing. I will write another one eventually. But I, So this week, Anna, you are in charge of the quiz, so I'm going yeah. to leave it to you to explain it and host. You carry on. All right. I'm actually really excited to host a quiz <laughs> for the first time. So I'm calling the quiz, whose theme is it anyway? But uh, we're not going to play it like the famous game show, whose line is it anyway? What, uh, the way it's going to work is I'm going to play a video game theme uh, like this one. Uh, let's see here. So we hear that, uh, and I'll ask one of you, say, uh, Nathan, I'll say, uh, okay, whose theme is this? Uh, and if you name the game it's from, 
but you can't quite get the character, I'll give you a point. But if you can name whose theme it is, which it is whose theme? It's Zelda's. Zelda's Lullaby, Zelda's theme. Um, this is like Zelda's Lullaby. Uh, the rest of them are like, this is an example. Uh, but I would give you three points for that instead of one point. So that way I figure it's like a consolation prize if you're like, because some of these are really obscure. Right. That, that is really easy, trust me. Right. <laughs> some of them are really obscure, <laughs> and you're like, ah, this sounds like it's from this game, but I don't know who it could be. And you might guess the wrong character. I'll give you the game. I'll give you a point to catch up to someone who might be. Right. Um, Just to yeah, say, we'll that was a tiny little bit loud, because if, you, if we're going to talk okay. over them, that was a little, a tiny that's little fine. too loud I for can, myself. That's fine. I can turn it. I, I turned it half as loud. So let's see. Perfect. Is that better? Lovely. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So if any, let me leave my mixer up so that just in case I get it. I'm, I'm right. so nervous. All right. So I don't, I don't <laughs> like being in the hot seat. <laughs> uh, well, in that oh, case, uh, you know, ashamed. I'll be polite and I'll let our our guests go first. How about that? Uh, so this I think is. One of my favorites that I picked, I did shoehorn one of my favorites into this. Um, and I think it's pretty easy, so don't be too nervous. I started, I did it, I scaled the difficulty. So here we go. Uh, let me mute this right just in case we get an ad. All right. You know how YouTube is. All right. Here we go. You ready? Your first one. I love this one. It's one of my it's always been one of my favorite themes. <laughs> I'll give you like ten more seconds. Any idea, John? Oh, Yandil said it was easy. <laughs> I thought this one was pretty easy. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh my god. Well, it looks to me as a Pokemon song, but I don't know uh, who sings it. I, I don't know. I, you want to take a swing at which Pokemon game or which uh, which generation? I I will say it is from Pokemon Crystal Generation, maybe <laughs> from the Crystal. You are correct. One. <laughs> oh, it is. It's from the gold, silver, crystal generation. Uh, okay. It is. Uh, it is the rivals theme. Oh. Uh, I will give you a point for that. That was a good guess. You guessed it right. <laughs> I, I, I try to keep my poker face. <laughs> I thought it was red theme. No, no, red theme is really classic. I I heard yeah, red theme and I was like, that's. I, it was too easy. It was too yeah. easy. Red theme. All right. Well, yours also, Nate. I think is pretty easy. So here's the second one. Uh, we'll I think I think you'll get this. This appears in many games, but um, I'll give it to you on like I think you'll guess. Trust me, you'll get you'll hear it. You'll be like, ah, oh, okay. All right. Any idea? Uh, this is obviously like the ghost house theme or who's theme 
from Super Mario World? Final answer? No, but I, I, I think <laughs> I think the earliest no Super Mario World. It's not. It, this is not from Super Mario World. This must be from Super Mario 64. Then I'll play the beginning again. It's someone's theme. It's a person's theme. It's a char- These are all character themes. So the first one was your rival. This is a Mario character. Yes. Oh, it's Luigi's theme from Luigi's Mansion. It is from Luigi's Mansion, but it is not Luigi's theme. I'm sorry. But I'll give you a point for that. It is Egad's theme. Ah, oh, damn it. That was Egad's theme. And it does appear in other games, and it's a thing. But this is uh, uh, the uh, original one from Luigi's Mansion. Um, so, right, yeah, you, got, you each have a point, one though. Point. I got one yeah, point. Yeah, you're I'm tied. <laughs> and, you know, with a lucky oh, guess of and a... Course it's when the when the game the Game Boy Horror goes off, it does the like. Dur, 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 dur. That's yeah. uh, Egad's yeah. theme. I thought the first couple. All right, again, this is a little bit of a softball, I think. I guess this is made for me. This quiz, not. <laughs> all right, let me. I gotta keep remembering to mute YouTube because you never know what the man's. All right, all right, here we go. All right, back to you. And here we go. A game I dearly love as well. Yes. So I think the game would be easy again, but the character, mm. it's someone's theme. This is a banger. <laughs> it is a banger. Yeah. That's about 30 seconds there. Any ideas, John? Well, it is from Donkey Kong Country, and I think it's the, I'm not sure, 100% the name of the character, but it's Franny, Franny's theme. The Cranky, I think the you meant Cranky. Cranky, yeah. That's, that's what you mean. I said, I'm going to give it to you. I, I know what you're <laughs> getting at. It's Cranky's theme. You got it. So you are at four points now, my friend. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, look at you go. Should I stop updating you on the point? <laughs> it's up to you. If, you. if you want to leave some suspense. Yeah. All right, I'll leave it there. So it's four to one, but I'll let the viewers calculate it in their heads from here. So we've got uh, the fourth one. I almost said it out loud because I'm like, <laughs> in my own head. It's from this game. Uh, the fourth question. Back to me. I'd be surprised if I get through this without doing that because I'm such a dick. All right, I love this one. Another near and dear. I think you'll be able to guess the game pretty easily. Don't worry. Yeah. But it's someone's theme. Yeah, I know. You can stop it now. You know whose theme it is? Yeah, it's it's Resetti's theme from Animal Crossing. (laughs) Someone's been cheating on their GameCube. Wow. I forgot to save many times, and he shouted at me every single time. He's like, I heard this song. I yeah. heard it in my nightmares. Hundred percent. I heard it in my dreams. I, I used to like. It <laughs> in his mind. I used to fall asleep with my DS in my hands, so I would like wake up with a run out of battery, and I'd wake up in the morning to like. And recently being like, you will type, I am sorry, over and over, and I'm like, I am sorry. Expecting to uncover such a. Like, I wasn't expecting you to be like, oh, trust me, you can stop it right there in five seconds. I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. You know those alarms where you hear it every morning and you're like, I 
such a pretty sound that you end up hating the alarm because it's your alarm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that's Rossetti's theme for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, great. So, that was that was a good uh, comeback there. All right. So, now we have number five. All right. This, don't say the name of the game, Anna. <laughs> don't say ah. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> But I'll guess it's from a Kirby game, uh, maybe one of the SNES games. Uh, so I'll say it's a Kirby theme from one of the Kirby games. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're way out. Oh. Mm, I, but it's I, okay, I think we're going to have a couple of these where you both <laughs> I think I... I, I you want to take a swing at it? I won't... Should I... Don't, do give like, me, don't give me the no point. point. No point, no. but I'll let you take a swing at it before I reveal the answer. Is that Banjo and Kazooie? It is Banjo and Kazooie. Is it, it's um, not Gruntilda's theme. So it's it's maybe, not Gruntilda. It's maybe Bottles? It's Gruntilda's sister. <sighs> it's Gruntilda, the fairy oh, godmother. Are you joking me? Gruntilda's <laughs> <laughs> theme. It's, it's like very similar to I figured it was very obviously Banjo-Kazooie. I'm like, someone's going to get a point on this. Well, we're going to get a little... The, the difficulty from here goes a little more, but I think there's some niche ones that you guys will be like, ah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll All see. right. We'll see, yeah. And if I have a couple tiebreaker <laughs> ones just in case, so. Um, that goes... This one's yours. All right. So this one's interesting. Here we go. You're thinking hard. Which player dance hours? <laughs> Oh, this is difficult now. It sounds like something like Street Fighter 2. Um, I know it's not Guile's theme, so... Just think through. I don't think it's Chun-Li's either. I'm, I'm going to say maybe Ken. I'm going to say maybe Ken from Street Fighter 2. Yeah, one point, and it's killing me right now because it was Chun Li. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it's so close. <laughs> oh my god! It was so close. It's fine. Oh, for God's I was like, uh, don't, don't make a face, Anna. Don't make a face. <laughs> it was Chun Li's theme from Street Fighter Two. Oh man! You nailed the game, though. Right. I, I um, said I know exactly what Giles is, so I was just kind of guessing a little bit after that. I thought exactly. I knew. Exactly. I, I was gonna say think through all the characters, but I didn't want to let you know that yeah. you got the game right. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm really annoyed because I thought I knew what Chun Li's theme was. So oh, that was Chun Li's right. theme, and it appears in a lot of other Street Fighter games in mm. uh, different 
form. So uh, the next one uh, is, this is actually one of my favorite uh, game themes. I love this theme. Every time I hear it, it's such a banger. All right, here we go. Here we get to the, the theme proper here. Doesn't it make you want to go on an adventure? Ah! I love yeah. it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, very classic game theme, I wow. think. Uh, character theme. Uh, any ideas, Joe? Yeah. Oh, I... I do. Uh, it, it, the hard thing is that it's kind of blurred to me with other RPG themes, maybe. Um, but um, oh my God, it's such a classic. I know it. I remember it from. But I, uh, I'm not able to think from uh, which game, which I'm so ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I any like a guess? Uh, it's a carter thing, so that's harder. But I think it's from. I'm sorry to everyone out there listening, but I think it's from Chrono Trigger, and I think it's Chrono's thing. But I, I I don't know if I'm messing One, one point. Mind. You're close. It's Chrono Trigger, but it's, it's Frog theme. Oh, Frog. I'm surprised. You were uh, so, you made it sound like you had no clue what game it was. And then you're like, I think no, it's Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I, I knew it played JRPG from this dance, but I was like, mm. oh, which one? <laughs> that is such a classic. Such a classic. <laughs> yeah. Chrono Trigger. Uh, another classic, not cla- not as old, uh, 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 not much of a hint, I guess. Um, unmute for you, Nate. And here we go. This is either really easy or you have no clue. That's my idea with this one. <laughs> Some people hear this, they're like, yeah, baby! <laughs> I think you, you got the idea. I'm just trying to think of who it could possibly be. That's that sort of thing. It, it can pin down the game, that would narrow it down a lot. It, I, but that's I hard. Know, I, I don't know where to go from, like... Samba de, de Amigo or like oh my god do you want to hear it again or no I don't think it's going to help you can play it again for a little bit yeah we'll hear the beginning again or I can play a little more of it here I'll, I'll start it like sort of in the middle I kind of repeat. Right. 
I could be a, I could be monkey ball. That could be anything. It's it's <laughs> definitely like excitable. Um. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna say. I'm I'm gonna because it sounds like Sega E and very upbeat. I'm gonna say maybe Monkey Ball and maybe is it I I the main one? I, who knows? I think that is his name, but unfortunately yeah. you are also I'm way, way off. off. I'm way off. I know. Way off, but it's okay. Um, where's my pen anyway? Oh, for score at some point. Um, it's actually from Pokemon Coliseum. And with that knowledge, does a, does anyone want to take a guess what character it is? God, it's obviously not the main characters. Who else? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the original, not XD Gale. The one with West. I haven't, I haven't played it in years. I cannot remember. This is Mirror B, the guy with the big afro. Oh, uh, of course. It doesn't make Mirror me remember B. the music, but I now remember that <laughs> That was very hard. Yeah, uh, okay, well, <laughs> let's see some of these other ones. I think you could get some of the games for some of these other ones. Mm-hmm. We are getting, I'm going to be a little more um, picky about what game. I'm not that it was a problem before, okay. but some of these, like, one of them in particular, you're going to be like, it's so influenced from this game, and I'm going to have to be like, no. Okay. Uh, kind, of a, kind of mean like that. All right, so let's see. Let's see where we are. Ah, uh, this this is a fun one. Uh, and now we're back to John, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, unmute. Here we go. I love this one. This is a very underrated everything. Any ideas? I'll have to guess. I don't know. It's another one I <laughs> feel like if you know it, you know it. Yeah. It, it feels to me like something from The Legend of Zelda. I guess the... I don't know if it's Spirit Trap or Phantom Hourglass, but I'm guessing anyway. So I'll go with, I'll go with uh, Phantom Hourglass. Or better, Spirit Track, maybe the the train thing. Uh, I'm I'm guessing totally. <laughs> you have a re- you guys have a really good ear. Like I love how you guys are like it sounds like it's from this. Yes, it is from Zelda. It is from one of the DS games, but it is not from Spirit Track. It was uh, Hourglass, so I can't give you the point. Is it Lineback? Okay. It is Lineback. Uh, it's Lineback's <laughs> theme. That's correct. I I feel like it. Has that grandeur of you hear it and you go, that's mm. Zelda, and then, you know, uh, you, if yeah, you know it, you know it, and you were on the right track. You were oh, definitely man. on the right track. Fair play. You got, I think, nearer <laughs> than I would have got. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, we're at um, the 10th one. So let's see if you can nail this, because I'll tell you guys you're tied right now. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like I need you guys to break this tie. <laughs> Alright, so let's see. This is Nate's trick. Uh mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. I love this game. I think it's also pretty underrated. Incredible music. 
there, rookie. There you go. Whose oh theme god. is it? Oh my god. It sounds like an RPG again. It sounds modern-ish. And you said how much we like it. So I'm... I do like it, but it's not one you would probably expect me to like. So we'll, I'll give you that hint. It's not much of a hint. <laughs> oh, it sounds RPG-ish. I know it's... <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking it's maybe one of the characters' themes from Octopath. I, and I really can't remember any of their names, uh, other than, like, the hunter being... Um, I think one of them in Octopath is called Will. I'm going to say Octopath, and maybe someone called Will. <laughs> okay, first of all, their names spell out Octopath, and there's no W in Octopath. <laughs> oh, you're so right. It's like an, it's like an Oscar. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they have their names. Their first initials of their names yeah. spell the word Octopath, but it's unfortunately not Octopath. Um, it is Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh no, oh. I played that game so well, much. Well, do you, uh, and I won't give you a point, but do you want to just for fun take a hack at what character it is from that? Ooh, okay. Um, it's not. Viridi, by the sounds of it, probably not Hades or Palutena. Um, but it also doesn't sound like Pit. No, not quite. Not quite. Is it Dark Pit? Ah, yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> yes, it is. So unfortunately, you guys are still tied. That was nowhere near. That was nowhere near. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, God, the next couple. The next couple are pretty hard, but. I made the tiebreakers, like, easier than the last couple, so it's funny that you guys are tied. I have two more official questions, and then I have two tiebreaker ones. So hopefully we can break the tie between these. Uh, But here we go. Question 11. Back to uh, John, correct? Yeah. All right. I'm going to mute you two. All right. There we go. Unmute. All right. Here you go. And this one again. Hello. I'm such a... I'm such a mean person for doing this to you guys. <laughs> I would never get this one right, personally. Someone's theme. Any uh, notions as to what game that could be? Or what character, <laughs> for that matter? I, I, I don't know, but I'll... I don't know. It feels to me like a, game, uh, a song from a Mario game, and probably... It, it feels to me like a Wario song, for some reason. Like it kind of uh, weirdy, and but I'm not sh- even sure because it feels like a DS a GBA or a Game Boy game, but I'm not sure even if Wario appeared on one of these titles, but I I haven't played mm-hmm. them. Uh, but I I will go with the Game Boy uh, Super Mario Land. And and I know if, I don't know if it, Warrior is there, <laughs> so I'm guessing. So if you That's are a good there, guess. Warrior. Guess no, it's, from it game. is. 
it's a good guess because like I actually looked at WarioWare music for this and I mm. opted not to go with it, but it does sound yeah. sort of like that, doesn't it? Uh, I instead went and looked at music from Bowser's Inside Story because oh. it has a pretty good cast. And this is does has have either of you played that game? I have, yeah. No, I, I love that game. You have a notion, Nate, as to who this could be from Bowser's Inside Story? Um, uh, Bawf? Bawf not in that game. Um, maybe Luigi's theme from that one? It Perhaps is Toon? Dr. Toadly. Oh, my life. You... I know. <laughs> I, I told doing? you guys. What am I doing? All right, the last one oh. is pretty... I, I just liked the song, and I was like, no one's going to get this right, but I wanted to listen to it on the podcast, so, haha, <laughs> Nate, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you just got to deal with my obsession with game music uh, okay. and enjoy this lovely gem. This game was actually quite a gem, uh, so you might, you might be able to nail it. I feel like I would be able to get the game, but not the character. notions to what game it could be at least it sounds like a mega man game but it sounds like a snes one so it sounds like a, like a mega man x game um it sounds like super like uplifting and mega man's got the real like pumping like bass like dun, 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 dun. um and i can the only characters i know from x are zero and um oh god who at base um Alright, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say maybe this is Bass's theme from Mega Man X. Zero points for you, my friend. Oh, am I am I miles away? It's Golden Sun: The Lost Age. Ah, oh. ne- never played it. No idea. You guys haven't played Golden Sun? Never played any of them. Oh, Golden Sun, so good! It's Jenna's theme. <laughs> oh, I mean, nothing. Oh man, it's so good. Golden Sun, Golden Sun, guys. Alright, well we have a tie, and I have. Two pretty easy ones. I think this one. All right. So I'll I guess I'll just give. How should we do this? Like um, I'll I'll give it to you guys. I have two pretty easy ones. I could give you both different ones, and we'll see if just like one more round. I mm. think one of you will get a point during this round because there's a level below. I think one of you will get a point. Or do you want to just both try the same one and see if like one of you. I think maybe because of internet connections, it won't be very fair if one of us tries to jump in. So right, well, let's, do, let's do one more round with one song each. One more round with one song each. All right, John, here you go. Here is yours with no ads. Good. I think you'll at least be able to get the game. Sounds, you sound like you have a good idea. Yeah, at least the game, I'm, I think I know. I think okay. it's from The Legend of Zelda, uh, uh, Majora's Mask. And now the character, I think it's the shopkeeper's theme, the mask 
top first thing I don't remember. <laughs> oh, the happy mask salesman. Yes, I I I believe so. God, it sounds so similar to that, but you're not correct. Oh. It does sound like that. You're thinking of the dun 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 dun. That's the yeah. That is Majora's Mask. This is unfortunately. Well, maybe we can. If do we want to try to see if Nate wants to steal it? We can try it that way. I've got no idea. You got no idea? Well, it sounds a little bit like Final Fantasy VII, but not like it's sad to like some like Aerith or something. But I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, neither of you got. I'm surprised. No, it's Twilight Princess. Uh, John was close with with Majora's Mask. It's Twilight Princess. It's Midna's theme. Oh my God. Midna's theme. That's so annoying. Uh, some people are going to be mad you guys didn't get that. All right, one of yeah. you guys has got to get this, or else you guys are just going to have to call it a draw. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> that was the laugh of a stressed-out show host <laughs> that couldn't get you guys to <laughs> compete with each other. I thought some of them were, like, just easy enough. All right, so this one hopefully will at least get the game. Uh, I'll throw it to Nate first. Uh, and then we'll see if he doesn't get it. We'll see if we stole it. Right, here we go. Definitely a Pokemon game. It's, I think, the cycling theme from. Oh, I'm really stuck between Diamond and Pearl. And it's Emerald. a character theme. So it's a character theme. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's not it because it's a character. Okay. Character okay. theme. Then I. We had we had the the rival Egad, Cranky, Rossetti. That yeah, can yeah, be yeah. Characters. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say this is. Pokemon, uh, either Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and it's, uh, who's the kid who gets the route? Swally? Oh, the one who gives you the... Will, uh, Will yeah, or the, Wally? Yeah, it's like, Will, Wally, I can't remember. It's the fact that I can't conjure his name is a hint enough. It's, it's obviously not that, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I don't know his name is probably enough for you to know. How, ro- how wrong am I? No, you're actually close, but you got the game right. You got the so game is it, right. Is it the professor's theme? Nope, that wasn't it. But you do, you did clinch the win with that. It is the yeah. rival's theme again. It's oh. in this it's technically Brent, uh, May theme, which is just a keyed up version of Brendan's theme. But mm. I figured since you're boys, I should play May's version. Cause that's probably what you heard. Yeah. Uh, if you played the game. But, um, oh. Chewie's congratulating you, mate, because you won by a single point. Because if it, I, I will say. The thing that made it a tie is at the fact that at the very beginning, you just guessed, like, oh, uh, it could be Crystal, Pokemon Crystal. And I was like, oh, you guessed it again. That was such yeah. a like, good guess. And then guessing uh, Chrono Trigger as well. I was like, yeah, man. Bruh. And I, I just I, was like, five uh, points, then all right. And, <laughs> and, me, and me just going, well, that isn't oh. Chun Li's theme, so it, it must be someone else. If you had said Chun-Li, you would have won, yeah, absolutely. I was like, ah, oh, don't make a face. But yeah, um, you guys did really, you have a really good ear. 
I was surprised that you hear something from a Zelda game and immediately go like, oh, that's a Zelda game. And not just a Zelda game. Like, John would go, oh, that's one of the DS Zelda games. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. It tells a lot about those soundtracks because they are so amazing. And even with They're Zelda having so different games from so many different generations, you hear them and then, oh, I think it's Zelda-ish enough for me to get mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah it's so iconic and distinct. Cool. Yeah, it is an interesting uh, kind of go through. I thought about doing battle music, but I thought you know the characters each have these themes and they recur through the through the, the series often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you'll hear Egad or, or something like that. Or Animal Crossing does a great job of bringing its music forward. Um, and and I think it's a good you know if you haven't listened to soundtracks for video games in a while, maybe go on Spotify and check it out. Like Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Stuff like that, yeah. Octopath Traveler, amazing yeah. soundtracks. Go check them out. Nice. Well, that was an incredible quiz. I had such a good time, even though <laughs> I, I hate... That was I... amazing. So funny to try to guess and, uh, <laughs> and become a shame of myself in the process. No, <laughs> I'm actually really pr- like surprised and proud of you guys. I think you did better than I would have done if I took it blind and pressured. I think the way you figured stuff out, John, as well, was really impressive. Where you were like, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely this sort of game. Uh, <laughs> but he gets Chrono Trigger. I was like, Blue <laughs> Henny. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, guys, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you for coming on. I know it wasn't uh, as professional and tight as when Alex does it, but this has still mm-hmm. been a really fun podcast. I had a great week. Um, thank you very much for joining in. Uh, obviously, we can all be found on social media and otherwise. You can find me at Twitter at Nate and Destroy. Anna, where can people can find you? At May Twitch. Lovely. John, where can people find you? At Joe Carneiro. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, also, you can find that straight in the first page of Switch Player Magazine if you want to have a little look. Speaking yeah. of which, we have pretty much ju- uh, just finished issue 46. We, you know, we're getting there. That's going to be in the shop soon. If you don't already, if you want to ensure that you can get a physical copy of Switch Player Magazine, you can head on over to our Patreon, become a subscriber, and get it delivered to your door every single month. If not, you can go on to switchplayer.net, find our articles, or you can find us digitally every single copy you want in, like, Isu and other digital magazine makers and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And also, we all work on Ninty Fresh as well, yeah. which is a big, glossy, A4, huge magazine that we don't make as often because it's massive, um, <laughs> but it's still a huge labor of love for all things Nintendo. And we have got about two or three days left of the Kickstarter for issue two. So hopefully by the time you listen to this, if you are interested in Nintendo magazines, not only do we make one that is amazing and reviews pretty much every Switch game that comes out, but also we make a huge, huge Nintendo history and kind of current review magazine that we hope people enjoy. So check out both switchplayer.net and also check out Ninty Crash on Kickstarter. Um, uh, that's enough selling ourselves. I think uh, it's been a great quiz. It's been a great podcast. Thank you so much, guys, and uh, hopefully see you again soon. All right, take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.